What is up guys, it is Quinn here. And in this video, I'm gonna be going through some of the top waiver wire targets heading into week 12 of the NFL season. So these are gonna be players who are available in 50% or more leagues using the uh, ESPN waiver wire to get those percentages. I honestly feel like this is a really strong week for both the running back and wide receiver positions. So, you know, a potential opportunity here to make some upgrades on your team, you know, maybe uh, bulk up the bench or, uh, you know, pick up a player to have a spot start slide into the flex, any of those options. If you guys enjoy the content, do me a huge favor, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. If you have any fantasy questions, it could be waiver wire, trade advice, start sit. If you drop it down below, I will make sure to get back to every single person. And then I do just want to update you guys on my uh, schedule for the rest of the week. So typically, you know, I'll do my start sits uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, then I'll put out, uh, you know, weekly rankings. This week, um, I'm going to be out of town starting like Wednesday. So I'm going to be putting out all my start sits on uh, Tuesday. And then there will be no rankings videos this week. Uh, you know, got to be home with the family for Thanksgiving, but I will make sure to still respond to every single comment. So if later in the week, you know, you have a question on a start sit, you weren't able to reference the rankings, I will make sure to get back to you. So no worries there. And then I'll be back to the uh, normal schedule next week. We have the uh, Monday night game between the Cardinals and the 49ers. And if you guys are interested in signing up for underdog fantasy football, if you use code Quinn or the link in the description, they will double your first deposit up to $100. You guys can hop into uh, some of their pickums. I like it. You know, I feel like uh, you're watching a primetime game. Maybe you're not a fan of either team. You have something to root for. One of the lines that I like is the James Conner 47 and a half rushing yards. I think he has a pretty decent shot of going over that. He logged 21 carries last week. He dominated the snaps. He's the clear cut running back one here. Eno Benjamin released. Daryl Williams on IR. So I do like Connor's chances to hit that number. If you don't like it, you think the 49ers are going to shut him down, you can go with the lower or the under. So link in the description if you're interested in that. But let's jump into the running back position. And I think we have to start it off here with Rashad White. Somehow this man is still only owned in 34 and a half leagues. I think this is probably due to the Bucks having a bye week. So, you know, people weren't really uh, pressed to pick him up. Or maybe, you know, he wasn't even coming up in terms of like, you know, most projected points since he was on by. But this is the opportunity to go out and get Rashad White, the potential number one running back for the Buccaneers. It does look like Fournette's going to be back. He left with a hip injury, but it does look like he'll be good to go here in week 12. But Rashad White got the start at the running back position in that game. He needs to be owned in well over 50% of leagues, and he would be my number one pickup this week. Number two, we have Samaje Pirine, who's only owned in 3.6% of leagues. He's been the Joe Mixon handcuff all season long. We see Joe Mixon leave with a concussion. So Pirine now has an opportunity to start in week 12 and would be a strong start if Mixon misses. But we actually saw him uh, get into the end zone three times all through the air. And two of those actually came when Mixon was actually still healthy. So Samaje Pirine has filtered in on some third downs. It kind of just lined up that he had a big day while Joe Mixon also went down with injury. So someone who could give you a spot start here and there, but then will just be a uh, you know decent handcuff rest of season if Mixon suffers a different injury. Then we have Isaiah Pacheco, who is owned in 43.2% of leagues. Now he hasn't done anything crazy fantasy-wise, but he did have a really strong performance, 15 carries, 107 rushing yards on Sunday Night Football. It's unfortunate because it doesn't look like he's going to have basically any receiving work. 
and you're kind of banking on him getting into the end zone. But at this point, like if he's still on waivers, he needs to be picked up. With Clyde Edwards-Alaire injured, I think it was a knee. We're not exactly sure, you know, if that's going to be long-term, but it is very clear that Pacheco has a strong role in this offense, and he has been a very efficient runner when they give him the opportunity. So someone who I definitely think is playable and startable in certain matchups, right? Like this week, we kind of knew the uh, Chargers run defense was not great. So you throw Pacheco in there. He goes for over 100 yards. Unfortunately, he doesn't get a touchdown, but still someone who's not tanking in your lineup. Next up, we have Latavius Murray, who is owned in 33.8% of leagues. And, you know, as always, the Broncos backfield was pretty gross, but we saw Murray dominate the carries, had 17 carries to Melvin Gordon's eight. He also added four targets and then put up 17.2 fantasy points. So definitely someone who should be rostered and, you know, may be able to slide into a starting lineup here and there. And then we have Alexander Madison owned in 24.2% of leagues. Just the uh, Dalvin Cook handcuff here. He's the guy you want to own in case of an injury. And then I just wanted to give an honorable mention to Isaiah Spiller and James Cook also, both rookies who are currently looking like the number twos in their backfield. If Eckler or uh, Devin Singletary go down, these guys could have big roles moving forward. If you're in a super competitive league and you know, you're know you probably not going to have the Rashad Whites, the uh, Pachecos who are on waivers, these are some other guys you can look into as handcuff options. Now, moving over to the wide receiver position, I think we have some decent options here. And I'm going to start it off with a Traylon Burks, who is owned in 22.7% of leagues. I was a big fan of Traylon Burks as a prospect. I also really liked him as a like redraft sleeper, a late round option. He hadn't exactly you know lived up to my expectations early on in the season, but I believe this is uh, his second week back from IR. And he had a big day on Thursday Night Football, eight targets, seven receptions, 111 receiving yards and still only a 66% route participation. So he's running fewer routes than uh, both Robert Woods and Nick Westbrook-Akine. I have to imagine that he's going to increase in that department. I mean, you just look at Robert Woods and you look at Nick Westbrook-Akine, Traylon Burks has to be the number one there. So I think that route participation is going to continue to creep up. And you guys know my philosophy by now. If a rookie wide receiver shows that they have, you know, even an inkling of being legit, we have to go out and make a move on them. The second wide receiver is going to be Donovan Peoples-Jones, owned in 38.1% of leagues. And I'm very high on a DPJ moving forward. He had another strong performance, six targets, five receptions, 61 yards, and a touchdown. He finally gets into the end zone, and he has actually put up 50 or more yards in the last seven games. That's pretty impressive consistency on an offense that you know doesn't have a super consistent passing attack. I don't think it's a stretch to say that he may be a locked-in top 24 wide receiver once Watson takes over, and it's going to be pretty rare to find that on waivers, so I do think he probably should be the uh, number one wide receiver pickup this week. You can make an argument for Burks, but I think DPJ also has a very strong argument here. The uh, third slot, or you know, just the third wide receiver I'll be talking about is actually two Giants wide receivers. It's going to be Darius Slayton and Wandell Robinson. Slayton owned in 20.5% uh, of leagues, Robinson in 12.1% of leagues. We saw Slayton have another strong day, 10 targets, five receptions, 86 receiving yards. Just when it looked like Slayton was kind of pulling away as the number one, we saw Rondell Robinson have a big day, 13 targets, nine receptions for 100 yards. Now, unfortunately, he left with a knee injury, so we didn't even get to finish that day. And then also there are reports coming out that it is potentially serious. So obviously, if he has a serious knee injury, he's not going to be someone you want to pick up. 
And, you know, unfortunate for Wandell Robinson, big fan of the player. I think I have him on at least a few of my dynasty teams. But for Darius Slayton here, I think that probably gives him a boost also. You know, he will be the clear cut number one moving forward. And then we have uh, some guys coming off of ACL tears. Starting it off here with Odell Beckham, who is owned in 29.5% of leagues. The rumors out there are that he could sign with a team very soon. It seems like the Cowboys are you know, going to be the top option. I think that would be a pretty great fit for Odell fantasy-wise. We've seen Michael Gallup there, who I liked coming into the season. He really just hasn't been playing at a super high level. Obviously, he's coming off of an ACL tear also, so everyone reacts differently. I think Odell Beckham could slide in, and if he is, you know, fully ready to go, he could be the wide receiver too there moving forward. Honestly, I think it's impressive that OBJ has gotten back so fast. I think the uh, typical time frame of an ACL is around nine months, but I believe like once you have the second one, because this is OBJ's second one, um, it's more in like the 11th month range, and he did it in the Super Bowl, so he is uh, pretty ahead of schedule, and if he is fully ready to go, he definitely could be someone who is uh, fantasy relevant moving forward, and this would be the time to pick him up, because you know as soon as he signs with the team, like you're going to check the uh, fantasy notifications. It's just going to be OBJ picked up in every single one of your leagues, even if he is uh, not already rostered. And then, like I said, another guy with an ACL tear, Jamison Williams, 17.4% owned. Still don't really have any uh, key news on when he's going to be back, but someone who can be a uh, stash on your IR moving forward. Now, uh, switching up to the quarterback position, we have three guys here. And I believe it's the uh, same three we had last week, starting it off with Deshaun Watson, who is owned in 35.9% of leagues. This is the time to go out and get Deshaun Watson. Unless you have one of these, you know, top uh, QB1s, he is someone you should definitely at least consider picking up. He has the uh, return coming in week 13 and will likely be a top 10 fantasy quarterback moving forward. Now, I'm not going to, you know, totally rule out the idea that he's very rusty and may, you know, struggle early on. But we also have to look, uh, you know, kind of at the other end where if he is the guy that we saw when he last played, then he is going to be a great fantasy option moving forward. And then the uh, other two quarterbacks here, just like weekly streaming options, Jimmy G and Marcus Mariota. Jimmy G owned in uh, 44.9% of leagues, putting up 15.9 or more points in the past five weeks. And then Marcus Mariota owned in 49.3% of leagues, just continues to play as like a high-end QB2 option and then matches up against the uh, Commanders next week, which is like a, uh, I guess, neutral matchup for quarterbacks. Now, moving over to the tight end position, got three tight ends to look at here. My guy, Greg Dulcich, owned in 48.6% of leagues, had a really strong route participation once again at 86%, targeted five times, caught four of them for 30 yards. So nothing crazy here for Dulcich. Definitely kind of cooled off the past two weeks after a strong uh, first three games of his NFL career. I still think he's worth rostering, and I still think he's good enough to be a weekly fringe play, but you know, maybe not as uh, consistent with the ceiling that I thought he could have had you know, a few weeks ago. Then we have Jawan Johnson, who was owned in 18.7% of leagues, and this man went out and scored another touchdown. He has scored five touchdowns in the past five games, averaging 13 points per game over that stretch. Now, my concern here for Johnson is that the volume really hasn't been great and his route participation was sitting at 72%. So every time he scores, it seems a little fluky. You know, it seems like uh, at any week that touchdown number could disappear. And then if he didn't score for the rest of the season, I wouldn't be surprised. But at some point, like the tight end position is thin. 
if he's going to keep doing this, I guess at some point you just got to kind of hop on the bandwagon and ride the hype train here. So Jawan Johnson, someone to look at. And then we have Trey McBride owned in only 6.4% of leagues. He's going to play tonight on Monday night football, but I'm actually pretty high on McBride moving forward. You know, we saw the Cardinals go out. They spent decent draft capital on him. He basically slotted in behind Ertz this entire season. Once Ertz went down, we saw McBride just totally slide into that Zach Ertz role, had very, very strong usage. So I think we're just going to get the opportunity to see that if McBride is ready, I think he'll be fantasy relevant. It's possible he's not ready to be like a contributor here in year one. And I guess, you know, we'll figure that out. But in terms of like upside of waiver wire tight ends, I think he's definitely up there with someone who definitely should be rostered just to go out and kind of take a shot on him. And then the final position, we have the defenses. I think the uh, defenses this week are pretty strong in terms of streaming options. Started off with the Broncos, who are only owned in 45.5% of leagues. They go up against the Panthers, very strong defense, very poor offense, great streaming play. The Miami Dolphins owned in 33.6% of leagues, not exactly a super strong defense, but they go up against the Texans who have just been pretty miserable all season long offensively. We have the Chiefs owned in 18.5% of leagues. They match up against the Rams. Rams offense is in shambles. Matthew Stafford and concussion protocol again, just a really, really gross offense there. So I do think the Chiefs are a strong stream. Colts owned in 40.5% of leagues going up against the Steelers. Strong defense. Steelers, I guess, showed some life uh, today against the Bengals, but still not an offense I want to rely on. Then the Vikings owned in 20.8% of leagues going up against the Patriots, who basically scored uh, three points offensively if we were not counting the uh, punt return touchdown to win it. So I like the defensive streams there. That is going to uh, wrap it up for the top waiver wire targets. As always, if you enjoyed, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. Any fantasy questions, drop it down below. I'm going to be putting out my uh, trade target video. Going to actually combine the buy lows and the sell highs this week. So that will be up at the uh, time where the buy lows normally come out. So go check that one out. Be going through all my start sits on Tuesday. Thank you guys again for stopping by and I will see you in the next one.